0: I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. If you got your popcorn ready. I came like out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end
1: zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump in the lead. Only oh, they tackle him in the corner. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast brought to you guys by the Pulse Podcasting Network and your host Matt Bruning. You can hit me up at SportsFanaticMB on Twitter. Got a great show for you guys today as we are finally turning the page on 2018 and moving into 2019. That's right. It's a brand new year. We are in April, which means it is NFL Draft Month, baby. It's a whole month. That's right. Anybody who's an NFL fan knows that this is an entire month dedicated to the draft before and then really after we're going to focus on it too as we start breaking down all these new players. I know we've talked about a little bit here and there, me and Dennis giving you guys kind of our top fives and tens throughout all of this time. Um, leading up to the division breakdowns, everything, we've got a couple people on talking about the combine and everything, but now is the time to really get in. To this draft class we are going to focus an episode each to each position and we will move up into the draft we'll get you guys a couple mock drafts leading into the draft how we think it might play out possibly even do a real nfl draft and how we think the nfl draft might play out and then obviously after the fact we will continue to give you guys great content but again this is all going to be draft focused now here moving forward until we get past that able to start working on mock drafts talking about the rookie mocks and everything uh, and then we'll move full into rankings and everything for the 2019 season so without further ado let's bring Dennis on here and let's start talking about the quarterbacks of the 2019 draft class hello and as always we have Mr. Dennis Bennett with us here today to talk about the quarterbacks Dennis what is going on it's been about a week since we've spoken how has everything been
0: I've had a fantastic week you know went down to the mountains for spring break now I'm back hard at work Well, I mean, not this moment. I mean, I'm done with work for the day, but uh, (laughs) no.
1: Well, hey, at least at least one. Get ready to talk
0: some rookie quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm excited, man. Like, uh, like I was just talking about in the intro. I'm really excited to finally, uh, you know, not that it was bad as kind of recapping everything that's happened in 2018, but I'm excited to finally kind of be moving forward into 2019. You know, this is a. one of the best, best months of the year for, for people like us because it's it's all about the NFL draft. You know, we're, we're getting closer and closer now. What are we, like 27 days away, I think, 25 days away. So I can't – God, I can't wait. It, it can't get here quick enough, and it's going to go by way too quickly. But I'm excited to, to start talking about this draft and, and discussing uh, prospects and each of these classes and everything with you. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so to give the listeners here just a little heads up on how we're going to do this, it's going to kind of be like what we've talked about before. Uh, we're going to go kind of one, 1-1 one each time. Dennis is going to go first. He's going to give us who his current top number one player is in whatever group we're talking about. Again, today we're talking about the quarterbacks. Uh, so he'll give us his 1-1 one, one at the quarterback position, then I will do mine. We'll see where we differ. You know, Dennis is going to give his breakdown on his guys, how he feels about them, and then I'll do mine, and then maybe we'll ask each other some questions back and forth um, if there's a couple guys that we like more than the other person and kind of get an idea of why you know say I know for instance one that I think we might be a little different on is Kyler Murray you know I'll ask Dennis what his what he likes and what he doesn't like about Kyler Murray compared to me and so on and so forth just to kind of give you guys again a full perspective of these players so let's kick it off Dennis who is your 1-1 in the 2019 quarterback class my
0: 1-1 in the 2019 quarterback class is Josh Rosen that's great. Go ahead, make your jokes, Mister Jokey, Joke
1: Maker. But let me hit you with some knowledge.
0: No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean I do like Rosen. I would have him at the top of this class if he was uh, here. Uh, but my my one one is Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Uh, he gets a, a bit of an edge over Kyler Murray for me. Um, I think that uh, Haskins is more pocket presence. Has a little bit of uh, in-pocket mobility. Good arm. Needs to refine a little bit of his deep throws. Um, maybe get the ball out there a touch more. Um, but he, he plays with good awareness. He's, he he. Sees the field well, reads the defense, and as a pro prospect, uh, I just like him better than Murray. Um, You know, my issue with Murray has always been that he's the outlier, and I'm not one that's going to bet big on outliers.
1: All right, and I am you. Dwayne Haskins is my number one as well. Uh, so, like I said, Dwayne Haskins is still my number one, uh, just like yours. I, I agree with you. There are some things he has to work on. Um, you know, a lot of people now talking more about his wide receiver core and how good they were, especially what they've showed at the Combine. Uh, you know, you've got Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin, uh, K.J. Hill, who wasn't even at the Combine. Um, or what? No, yeah, he wasn't at the Combine. Uh, but all these guys, I think – because of how good they are, it's starting to drop Dwayne Haskins uh, a little bit in a lot of people's eyes, especially now with the Giants coming out too and saying that they're not looking at taking the quarterback. Some people are starting to sour on him, but he's still the best in my opinion in this class. He had you know, a, a decent deep ball completion rating last year of a 48.6%, and a lot of that not being him. But what I thought he excelled at was 71% against the blitz. That That's actually fairly good for a quarterback to get that out that quickly. I think some of that is him reading – um, him reading the defense, adjusting to the blitzes and everything. Again, his deep ball, like I just said, with the forty-eight point six, not even fifty percent. That's the biggest knock on his game. As two people who are Buckeyes fans and have watched him play every Saturday last year, that was the biggest thing against him. You know, it looked like he had a lot of good games with a lot of yardage, but when you're when you're throwing the ball ten yards to Paris Campbell and then he's taken into the house, or KJ Hill uh, doing the same thing, it looks like he's throwing the ball for a lot of yards, but really it's them doing a lot of the work. I think that is something that he is going to have to work on. You know, his adjusted completion percentage was 77.1, which was fifth in all of college football last year. So, you, you you're not going to be you can't do that in college football, in my opinion, and not be good to to be the number fifth quarter or the number five quarterback in all of college football. Um, you know, I know a lot of people disagree with me uh, on this take right here. I know Jared uh, Wackerly, a guy we've had on with us a couple times here now. I know he is a Buckeye fan, so maybe people will call it our Buckeye bias, but. Uh, I truly felt with the with the amount of uh, touchdowns and everything he put up last year that he deserved to be the Heisman winner. I know what Kyler Murray did and Tua did as well, uh, but I felt Dwayne Haskins was severely underrated for throwing 50-plus touchdowns last year. Um, in an offense that really wasn't built for that. I think anybody who knows Urban Meyer knows that he's not the the deep ball thrower, someone who's going to throw the ball um, as much as they asked Dwayne Haskins to do. He's always used that quarterback that we saw, JT Barrett, uh, more notably Tim Tebow. A lot of people know the kind of quarterback Tim Tebow was. That That is the kind of quarterback that Urban Meyer is known for, and Dwayne Haskins completely changed that program with the way he played in that offense. Uh, I think he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback at the next level. Again, I, I agree with you. He needs to work on his deep. Deep ball, uh, deep ball throws, but I really think that's it. Like I don't think he has many other weaknesses besides that. Um, you know, I know some people have talked about him being a little bit antsy in the pocket and everything, but I would say almost every quarterback. I mean, I know you can go look up stats about how Tom Brady is when he gets rushed in the pocket; he's not that good, and, and a lot of people consider him the goat. So I'm not going to hold that against him too much, just based on the fact that I think a lot of quarterbacks get antsy in the pocket, if especially if you're that mold where you can't, you're not Kyler Murray. You're not Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, who are going to be able to extend the play um, if someone rushes you and get outside the pocket. Dwayne Haskins is not outrunning anybody. uh, So I think that's why he gets a little antsy in the pocket. But uh, he is my number one one as well, uh, just based on everything I saw last year.
0: Yeah, and and in the NFL, they tend to be more in the 20-yard range, 25-yard range. You know, a lot of the throws that he struggled with in college, were those 40, 50, 60-yard throws down the field. And uh, at Ohio State, they, they had a lot more time to develop plays like that. You, you don't throw as many of those type of passes in the NFL. Yeah. And so as he adjusts to the NFL game, I don't think it's going to be uh, a long adjustment period for him. I think he'll be able to get ready so long as he can read defenses and he has showed in college he's pretty good at reading defenses. So so long as that translates um I think he's going to make a quick transition to the NFL.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. All right, so then who is your 1.2? You know at at 1.02 I'm
0: I'm going to put Kyler Murray there and it pains me a little bit and and I think that
1: Oh, it's a deep burn. Oh, it's so deep. Ah.
0: Part of the reason is that he is an outlier and he made he made a lot of plays. But given his style of play, the conference he played in, the lack of defense in the conference, yes, he has a lot of transferable skills to the NFL or he wouldn't be uh, looked at as a potential number one overall pick. So there's something there. People that know a lot more about Playing quarterback in the NFL than me are, are looking pretty hard at him. For me, I just don't have the confidence in his ability to be the first. And it, you, you can say, "Oh, there's Russell Wilson." You know, Russell Wilson's style was more NFL style than Kyler Murray's style is more NFL style. So there, there's going to be a transition, and whether he goes to Arizona and they play Kingsbury's college offense, and so he fits into it. You know, a lot of times college offenses don't translate, and, and defenses, for that matter, don't translate as well to the NFL as you might think. For me, I, I'm I'm gonna put him at the 1.02 in the quarterback uh, and bet on his outlier uh, abilities. It, it's going to be something to watch, though. I. I don't know that I'm going to own any shares of him. He's he's going to be somebody that's probably going to get taken uh, before I'm willing to draft him.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to imagine there's a lot of people who are going to be very high on him. He's, he's likely going to be, I would think, especially in super flex leagues, possibly be the top pick in all the drafts. And I, I do think that in fantasy leagues, he'll be the number one quarterback taken all overall just based on, on – the thoughts on his upside, a lot like Lamar Jackson last year, and a lot of people comparing him to Michael Vick, I think that he will not necessarily get the Michael Vick comparisons, but uh, he, he will be the number one. Um, he is my one too as well. Um, I'm a little bit more bullish on him than you are. Uh, I know we've had this discussion before. Um, I I do agree with what you're saying, though. He, he is going to have to... He's going to be the first. Uh, you know, a lot of people again comparing him to Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, no uh, nobody's comparing him to Drew Brees, and I think a lot of that's just based because their games are completely different. Um, my thing is with Murray is he's smaller than both of them, and you know, a lot of people want to talk about well, he he came in at five ten and at two oh seven. He's not going to play at two oh seven. Anybody who knows um, or pays that close attention, he obviously beefed up for the nfl combine to get weight that now i know he did get weighed at his pro day and i believe he weighed in still around 207 uh ran a decent time at his pro day and everything so you know i just don't see him playing at 207 for for his nfl or while he's playing in the nfl i could be wrong but i don't see that happening but uh just again to kind of look at the advanced stats here so he had a 78.9 adjusted completion rating, which is extremely good. He was number two overall in college football last year. Um, against the against pressure, 76.5, which was number one. Uh, against the blitz, 76.6, which again was number two. His deep ball was 51.9, which was seven overall, which is a little surprising to me. I mean, again, he's still in the top ten, but with the, with the amount of deep balls that he threw um, to why am I forgetting his name now, um, I wanted to call him James Washington, and it is not James Washington. Um, goodness gracious, help me out here. Boomer Sooner, where everybody's high on him. Oh, mean, Marquise not, Brown? No, no, Marquise Hollywood Brown, yeah. I, I, I couldn't get James Washington out of my head. I'm thinking of last year's wide receiver class. Uh, you know, with, with the amount of big plays that Brown made, I'm a little surprised that he wasn't higher in that. Um, but I, I – I'm I'm big on Murray. I really am. I think that he's going to be able to prove um, people like me right. Um, Now I'm not saying he's going to come in and light up the NFL and be the you know the best thing since sliced bread or Patrick Mahomes. I I think he's going to be a middle-of-the-road quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to be elite, all-star, top three. I, I could see him making it into the top 12 for sure. But, again, a lot of that it goes right to what you talked about, is can he thrive in Cliff Kingsbury's offense? Because it seems like that's almost a foregone conclusion at this point. He's going to Arizona. I do think that he'll be able to because I like Cliff Kingsbury. Um, you know, I agree with you that, if you're running a full college offense, I don't think it's going to survive in the NFL. But if you're able to bring certain aspects of the college offense, like a lot of teams have been lately, and and Murray, and you get the parts where Murray is able to ex- excel at that. I think he's going to be good. I like the pieces they have around him. And David Johnson, I know Larry Fitzgerald's probably only going to play this year, but I like Christian Kirk there as well. You know, there's a lot of wide receivers in this class that could possibly draft them. I don't think their offensive line is as bad as a lot of people think it is. The the injuries that they suffered last year, I think is the reason it looked as bad as it did. Um you know, if they're able to get a a offensive lineman or something to kind of help shore up that offensive line, I do think that we could be in for a big year. From Kyler Murray in his rookie season who is your number three
0: my number three is Will Greer West Virginia you know Greer comes in he, he completed 67 percent of his passes last year has a career 65.7 percent completion rate um, started off in Florida and, and played pretty well in six games uh, had a 10 to 3 touchdown to interception ratio he has nearly a four-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio for his career at eighty-one to twenty-three. Uh, checks in at 217 two and you know this class for me has a couple pretty severe drop-offs. Yeah, I-, I like Haskins, and I'm gonna put Murray up there with him based on, I guess, the upside. You know, a roll of the dice. Yeah, I got you. After that. Then I have a tier of three that I think could be solid starters. And after that, it's nothing, uh, in my opinion, but career backups uh, and flame-outs. So I, I think Greer can, can have a, a good career as a starter. And I see him kind of you know, as an Andy Dalton kind of career, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, Somebody who's going to be above average, but not a top-tier guy isn't going to necessarily be able to put the team on his shoulders and and uh, lead them to victory for a whole season. But if he has the parts around him, you know, if Greer, Greer goes somewhere where he's got an A.J. Green and he has a Joe Mixon or a healthy Tyler Eifert, things like that, then he's going to make some things, he'll be able to make some plays uh, based on the talent around him. Uh, he isn't going to be, you know, a young John Elway who can uh, carry a team to the Super Bowl, though.
1: All right, so this is our our first difference here. So for me, my number three is Drew Locke, and it's changed throughout the entire process. So for anybody who... Follows me on Twitter and knows that I actually start putting out my ranks uh, all the way as, as early as week eight of the college football season. That is when um, I've already been watching stuff and I really start grinding down and looking at who my top players are at the time. Um, and uh, back then, my number three was Daniel Jones. I actually think he was number two because not a lot of people thought Kyler Murray was going to come out. At that time, it was kind of pretty much so, or everybody pretty much thought he was going to go to baseball no matter what. Um, but Drew Locke has moved up to that for me. Again, I. I like what I've seen out of him going back and looking at his film. I was not high on him Uh, leading up really into this process. I thought he was going to be like the fourth or fifth best quarterback. Um, But going back and looking at everything after what I saw from him in the combine, again, uh, just – Going over some of these stats here, so the 73.9% adjusted completion percentage, which left him as the 13th quarterback uh, this year, Um, 66.2 against pressure, which was number six. Uh, Against the Blitz, he was at 72.1, which is uh, number 12. And then his deep ball adjusted completion rating was 54.7, which was number four, and that is where he excels. That's where I think he's got to go. For me, he's got to go to an offense that is going to allow him to throw the deep ball. Um, he's going to take shots. He's going to take chances. He's got, I think, one of the most powerful arms in this class. Um, I don't worry as much about his completion percentage in his accuracy it's kind of waned right around the 57 to 62 mark every year um his 2016 year uh was really bad that was kind of like his first full year starting um i think it dropped all the way down to it was like 54.6 so he does have some accurate accuracy issues that i would worry about a little bit um but i, I really like drew lock i think he's got great arm talent everything i've read on him says that he's extremely smart when it comes to football he's got a great football iq um you know i know of course there's a a lot of talks about him going to Denver and everything. I don't know for sure where he's going to go. We'll, we'll save that talk for a different day. But uh, I think if he goes to an offense that's going to allow him to air it out, which we kind of seem seems like we're moving that way in the NFL, kind of these air raid offenses that a lot of teams are talking about. Um, I think Drew Locke has a chance to really shine um, out of this class and kind of step up into that tier with – uh Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray and he is actually when you talked about your tiers, Drew Locke is actually my last of that tier I think he just squeaks in with Murray and Haskins and then for me that's where my drop off is after these guys who is your four
0: well I'm, i wanna I want to say I agree with most of what you've said about Locke okay he has a great arm he can chuck it down the field he's got some mobility um all of those things but he he just isn't accurate
1: yeah I agree.
0: You know, that's the one thing you you know you can't teach. You're either accurate or you're not. There's that you can look back over the NFL, and it's strewn with the carcasses of inaccurate quarterbacks that coaches thought they could fix that just never panned out. Uh, and and I mean honestly, inaccurate quarterbacks that can be taught how to be accurate are rarer than Kyler Murray.
1: Right. Well, the one thing I'll say about him, though, too, on that side of it is, again, he, you know, for college football, especially with the way that their game is played, you're not going to see, in my opinion, those really high completion percentage ratings. Like, 62% is is not bad. Again, he finished overall... It finished throughout his career, at least the 2018 season, he finished with an adjusted completion percentage, which counts everything in from everything he did, including drop rate, which he had a high drop rate, which is not on him. That's on his wide receivers. I mean, he finished in the top 10 with drop rates with the 6.4. So his wide receivers were dropping balls. So that would have helped some this year. And a lot of people were talking about it, that, that, that he's matured to a point where, yes, when he first started out, he was not accurate at all. But this year, it, from everything I've read, and again, it could be just just talk. I could be wrong because I did not, I'll be honest, I did not have not watched a lot of Missouri games, Mizzou games. I just have watched the tape on him. But he looked to be throwing the ball very well and fairly accurate, and then you'll see him hit guys right in the chest and they're dropping it. Well, you can't put that on lock. That that does have to go well, some on the wide receivers.
0: His completion percentage did go up five points from 17 to 18 and his, his uh, yards per attempt dropped uh, a, a yard and a half. So right. he went from throwing for longer passes with, a, you know, In my, I would speculate that the further you throw, the easier it is to be inaccurate. And, and I guess I would posit as well that it's easy to drop passes that aren't very close to you. So, you know, I don't know. I, like, I have him, he's, he's in... Uh, Locke is actually my number four. Okay. So it's not like there's a huge difference between right. um, where we're at. I I would put him in that. He's going to be an average NFL quarterback. He's going to need. He's going to probably need more run support. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to need to have a, a, a an all around game on his team. Uh, he he is going to just just because of his accuracy issues. He's going to need. You know, I have an 8-year-old that plays football, and I tell him all the time, I'm like, look, man, the receiver's job is to make the quarterback look good. Right. You know, so if you can touch it, you you got to catch it. Fair or not, you know, that, that's the receiver's job. Locke is going to need those receivers that catch everything. Mm-hmm. Because of his accuracy issues, he's going to need the guys that can go up and get it, go down and get it, reach out and get it. He's going to need Odell out there with one hand grabbing it. Uh, that Locke is going to need that that type of receiver to be successful, in my opinion. You know, I like him. I like him to become an NFL starter. I like him to, you know, never be the best in the league. I right. think he'll be somewhere in that. 10 to 14, 10 to 16 range.
1: Oh, yeah. no, So, so I don't disagree with anything you're saying there. Don't don't get me wrong. When I talk about him jumping up into that category, I think we can admit, just like everybody else, this is not a strong quarterback class. So, when I talk about him this way, I'm just talking about him in this class altogether. Like, if he were to have come out last year, I mean, I'd have him ahead of Josh Rosen, but we all know I'm a Josh Rosen hater. Other than that, I would have him you know, obviously below almost everybody else in the class that came out last year and in the class that we looks like we have coming out next year, he wouldn't be in the top three for me, or possibly even top four or five. But it's just right. based on this class, and I agree with you. I I don't think he's ever going to be an MVP of the league. Um, you know, maybe for fantasy I could see him being possibly a top twelve. But I think again that goes exactly to what you're saying. That's going to depend on the weapons he has around him more than him. I just like him more than some of the other guys in this class. So that that's why I have him there. Right on. Or do you have anything else that you wanted to add on? Um... Unlock it. your four, or would you like me nope. to, to give you nope. mine? Okay. who's your four? My four is Daniel Jones. Um, now, like I was talking about, I've, I've been high on Jones for a while, and a lot of people kind of have been getting off of him based on, uh, even though he won the MVP of the Senior Bowl, there was a lot of talk that he didn't really look good, and it was more based on the fact that, Nobody really kind of balled out, and that's kind of why it went to him, and he was the quarterback. Um, but I think that he's progressively gotten better throughout his years as well, much like Locke. Again, a uh, 74.7% adjusted completion percentage was put him at 11, ranked 11 in the country last year. Um, where he struggles, and you're about to see it right now with these stats, is against the pressure and the blitz. So against pressure and blitz, uh, uh, the pressure completion percentage was 58.3, which he ranked 20th, and the blitz 68.0, percent which was 25th. That's a big deal. That's always been my biggest knock on him is that He almost reminds me of, and this is going to be a bad comp, or or not a bad comp, I think it's a fair comp, but I mean, when you hear this, you're probably going to run for the hills. In the fact that what he reminded me of when I was watching some of his film was what I saw out of Eli Manning last year, where if it was almost like Odell wasn't open and Saquon wasn't open, it's throw it in the ground or throw it wherever I can get away from the ball because I don't want to get hit. That is kind of what Daniel Jones reminded me of at times when I was watching him. Now, again, he didn't really have a whole lot of weapons around him. Go look at Duke's roster. You can kind of understand why. But the fact that he struggled so much, it wasn't always just him getting hit. It almost looked like at times he could not read where the blitz was coming from. And that is going to be a big deal. You have to do that in the NFL. Uh, So that's always my, my contention for Daniel Jones has always been, he is not a starter this year. I know a lot of people think that he could. I don't. I am one of the people where I think he needs to go to a team where he can sit for a year, maybe even two, and learn behind somebody. And then I do think, again, like – Drew Locke, and in all honesty, my next two quarterbacks that I have, uh, my top five altogether, I think could all be serviceable quarterbacks in the NFL, and then everybody after that I think are going to be backups. But Jones, I do think, could be a good NFL quarterback, but he needs time. He is not someone like my top three that I think can get plugged into an offense you know, tomorrow and be able to run it for the 2019 season.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I I like Jones. He, Jones is actually my number five.
1: Okay,
0: but that you, you don't get a, get a lot of clean pockets in the NFL, and so you have to figure out how to navigate them. So he's going to need some time to spend m- learning how to move up. You know, he ran. What did he run? Like a four seven nine or a four eight forty? You know, he's mobile. He, he runs well, uh, despite my, uh, when we talked about quarterbacks the first time, my uh, declaration that he wasn't mobile, I went a little Stephen A. Smith there and I was incorrect. So uh, Jones has the mobility to move around, but he has to learn how to stay put when he needs to stay put. Because if he starts looking to run then he and not looking to throw the ball when he drops back, he, he's going to He'll end up running into people in the backfield, which is never a good thing. So I'm with you 100% there. He's he's honestly the last. I I think everybody after this, I I wouldn't expect anything more than a a Colt McCoy type of uh, career out of somebody that's going to be on your bench, maybe come in, start a couple games because of injury, Mm -hmm. um, maybe be a career backup. That's what I expect the rest of this class.
1: Okay. So just to just to recap really quick, so you have Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, Will Greer, Drew Locke, and Daniel Jones. Your those are your top five, and those are the players, the only players that you think could actually be starters in the NFL. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, see, that's where uh, that's where we're going to disagree somewhat. Um, I have one extra name in there. I actually have the same. Five, as in those five, I do think will all be players as well. But I have one person ahead of Will Greer at number five, and I know um, there's a lot of contention about this player. Um, and I, I can't wait to get some uh, uh, Mr. Jared Wackerly on with us to do some more talk about this because this is where we're going to disagree. I know you're on his side as well. Uh, but my number five is Tyree Jackson out of Buffalo. I'm, I'm going to keep riding that train, I'm not going to get off of it. I think that he is extremely talented. I know that at times it looks like he can't hit the broadside of a barn. He couldn't hit water. If he was standing in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and fell out of the boat, he would still find a way to throw the ball, and it would land on land. I get it. He's got accuracy issues. I'm not going to deny that. But, and this is not going to sound good, guys. I'm just going to be honest with you. His adjusted completion percentage last year, 64.3, which was 40th in the country. Against the pressure, 48.7%, 39th in the country. Against the blitz, 53.4, 48th in the country. And his adjusted deep ball percentage, 37.7, 36th in the country. So, you're going to ask, well, why? What is it? Why is he so high for me? It's his physical attributes, and I might be 100% wrong on him, and I will... Like I said, I'm gonna ride that train until it
0: kind of like a, a big choo-choo train.
1: Crashes into hell if that's what it's gotta be. I just I really like what I've seen from him on tape. He does have bad moments. And and you know, because we've talked about it before, anybody who's who's listened to any of the earlier offseason podcasts, you know exactly what I've always said about Tyree Jackson. He needs to sit. He's just like Uh, Daniel Jones, for me, he's not a starter right now. He's someone who needs to sit for two, possibly even three years. Behind a good quarterback. You know, very early in the offseason, I said I think he should go to San Diego, sit behind Phillip Rivers for a couple years, and then kind of take over that offense. But I still believe in him. I still believe that he has a shot to be an NFL starting quarterback. I jokingly say that I think he could be the MVP sometime, not next year. I almost said next year. (laughs) He could be the MVP of the league at some point because I just really do believe that he has all of the pieces to be a legitimate NFL quarterback. You know, we've seen Cam. Newton come out with close to the percentages that he's coming out with. You know, if you look at his percentages, just based his. Completion percentages while he's been a quarterback in the uh, in college at Buffalo. 52.8, 60.3, 55.2, 55.7. That's right there on par with Cam Newton. If they can make Cam Newton the MVP of the league, I think that Tyree Jackson can do it as well. A lot of it is going to depend on where he lands, though. I admit that. And, um, again, it's going to depend on how he develops once he gets into the NFL. But I do have high hopes for him. He is someone that... I am going to be stashing in a lot of leagues because I think he's got a lot of upside, but it is it, he needs to be refined.
0: Well, I, I agree with you that Tyree Jackson uh, has the potential to be an NFL MVP. I mean, eventually they're going to give it to a tight end. <laughs> you know, Cam Newton had a 66% completion rate in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and while he isn't the most accurate NFL quarterback... He has shown uh, more accuracy tendencies than Tyree Jackson. Mm-hmm. I, I trust me. I want Tyree Jackson to be good, but I just don't believe he's going to be a good quarterback. Yeah, he's going to sit for three years behind somebody, and then they're going to draft a quarterback. That's Tyree Tyrese Jackson's destiny. He is—he's just not an NFL quarterback. by thread. I'm reading Don't Kill Myself books. You said that the book wasn't yours. Don't worry about the book. It isn't mine. I glanced at it. Uh, I said it in the other show. Tyree Jackson is the kid that was bigger and more athletic than everybody else growing up. And so he got to be the quarterback, and nobody coached him because he was playing so much better than everybody else. And by the time it was time to coach him, he had so many bad habits. He had developed so many things wrong with how he played quarterback and how he threw the ball there was just no way I mean he, he's Terrell Pryor he can't he, he's not accurate with the ball I mean, he can throw the ball further than Pryor Pryor just couldn't throw the ball mm-hmm. you know I, I want him to be there I mean between him and Ronald Jones you're making a no-star team <laughs>
1: Hey, Ronald Jones still has a chance to turn around. You don't know that he's yeah. not going to be a star. We don't know that. It's only you know. what's year. crazy.
0: About uh, a week, a week and a half ago, yeah. I went out and I made an offer in every league I'm in to acquire Ronald Jones.
1: Oh yeah. I'm telling you, man, his breakout year's coming, even though they just re signed Peyton Barber and they said they really like him, it's coming. Well, uh, Jones nobody would
0: coming. trade him for a fourth round pick.
1: Well, you know, I wouldn't either. So I'm glad that they didn't trade him to you because then you were gonna end up looking like a genius in a couple years when he becomes a top twelve running backer. Top let's go top fifteen. I don't wanna I don't wanna throw any more wild, crazy things out there like top twelve. We'll go top fifteen. All right. Well like my other thing on Tyree Jackson real quick before we move on because I did not mention it, um, he is a little bit injury prone as well. He This last year was the first year that he played a full college football season, uh, so I do want to throw that out there, there as well. Every year he's missed at least two games uh, due to some injuries, so that obviously needs to be watched as well. Um, but I, I knew we were going to disagree on him um, again. We'll see. Um, obviously, one of us will be proven right in a couple years, but I just I love his talent, um, and I'm I'd be okay being wrong on him. Like I said, I, I, you, this is someone that you're going to be able to get likely in the fourth round or after in any of your rookie drafts. Um, and if it's some league where you can stash multiple players on a taxi squad, or if you got deep rosters, you know he's someone that I'm going to take and stash and just see what happens with them because I do. And at worst, you're going to cut him in three years if if that's really what they do, like you say. But I, I really do think he has a shot to surprise a lot of people.
0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Did you know that you could be using this spot to advertise your company or business? Well, I've done the research, and PodcastInsights.com report that podcast listeners are loyal, affluent, and mostly college-educated. But most importantly, are five times more likely to interact with the ad they hear on their favorite podcast than an ad from any other medium. If you would like to advertise your company or brand with our network, it's simple. All you have to do is send an email to marketing at pulse I'll say it one more time. Marketing at pulse And we hope to hear from you soon.
1: Who is your yeah, number six? I hope so. I, I wish him the
0: best. Oh, yeah, yeah. I
1: don't think anybody – you know, none of us – I know a lot of people think that we do. Uh, none of us wish anything bad for any of these players. I mean, we just – we're giving our opinions on it. You know, I don't wish anything bad on anybody at all unless, you know, I'm playing against them that week and I not necessarily want them to tear their ACL. Just get hurt for that game so I can win. Right. But I don't, we don't wish anything bad about anybody. I hope any, I hope everybody knows that too. You know, we're, we're not trying to trash these people. We're just giving our opinions, you know, who are probably 98% wrong. But that's okay. You know, that's what – that's why it's fun so go we're ahead and talk
0: about the two percent
1: yeah exactly that's all right though i'm okay so, with the two so percent.
0: who's your number six?
1: Oh, you want me to go first uh my number six is will greer that's that's where he falls okay. for me um again he likely in all honesty will jump tyree jackson by the time that we're through with the process but um for me tyree jackson right now is still sitting ahead of him i do like will greer um just like you talked about, uh, he had a really good year in Florida before obviously the off field issues with, uh, I can't remember if it was something, it, I can't remember if it was drug or PED related, something like that, or he did something that or his coach believed he did something that he says he didn't do and it pretty much caused him to get kicked off the team because he disagreed with the head coach. Ends up going to West Virginia Um, and again, he actually had a really good year last year. Um, A lot of these stats I think will surprise some people because they don't think that he was that good. His adjusted completion percentage last year was 76.6, which ranked 6th in the country. Um, Against the Blitz, he was 76.2, which was number 3. And then his deep ball was 51.3, which was number nine, which I actually like his deep ball. I think his arm's a lot stronger than people give him credit for. The one thing that he struggled against was pressure up the middle, 56.4%, which was 26th in the country. Um, but, again, I, the kind of thing I'll say about him um, is the same thing I'll say about Daniel Jones. This year, at least, he did not have a whole lot of talent around him. I think he had um, the wide receiver, is it Stills or Sills? Um, uh, David Sills, David the fourth. Sills, yes. So he's, he's good. I, I actually like him, but I don't think he had much else around him there at West Virginia. But I do like Greer. Um, and, again, he falls in the same tier for me. He's right here in this tier two with Daniel Jones and Tyree Jackson um, as someone who I think needs to sit. I think he needs to sit and learn before he comes out um, and, and tries to be a starter. But I do agree with you. I think he could be an average NFL starter every week, someone you know, fantasy-wise uh, is going to be a viable fantasy starter for you every week. He's someone that you'll be able to to play and especially with uh, what I think he can do with his legs as well will be uh, interesting to see what he can do extending out of the pocket into the NFL and, and especially if he goes on to an offense that could be uh, you know you use those use his skill traits um, the right way I think he could be a very interesting NFL quarterback
0: yeah I, I, I like Greer you know he's he's going to be a streamer he, he yes. might have a year maybe two where he can be your QB one but for his career, him, I think Drew Locke, you know, they're looking – Daniel Jones, they're going to be in that streamer category for most of their careers.
1: Who is your number six?
0: My six was Tyree.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, so we, we already had that discussion. I did not know that. All right. So then who is your number seven?
0: Uh, I have Jarrett Stidham at number seven. Okay. Quarterback out of Auburn, six two two eighteen. 218. Stidham uh, – you know, doesn't seem to have a terribly strong arm. He's decently accurate, completed 64.3% for his career uh, with a high his freshman year of 60, almost 69%. He didn't throw the ball a ton that year. Um, but his uh, sophomore and junior years, he averaged about 369 attempts and completed about 63, 64% uh, those years. Now, he, he didn't have a, a big yard per uh, attempt um, he was only in the around eight yards per attempt which is kind of low in college but I think he's he's he falls into that Colt McCoy you know area he's gonna he's some gonna be somebody that can come in and not ruin your team for two or three games he's gonna he can play smart he can do a good job might even win you a game or two um, but he over the course of a season, he, he will get exposed.
1: So this is a, another disagreement, and this is someone that um – I've recently been turned on to someone that I, I really have not talked about at all, and I'm going to be honest, I haven't been able to f- finish putting my little draft profile on him yet. Someone who, in all honesty, might not even be drafted. Um, but and I'm just going to be completely honest with all you guys, and I don't know if you agree with me, um, but I kind of feel like everybody after those top six are are shots in the dark, so to say. Like I really don't think any of these guys, um, just to give you guys an idea, someone like Brett Rippon, or uh, Gardner, Minchu, Jarrett and Ryan Finley, you've got Easton Stick, all these guys. I think there's a shot, they're all shots in the dark. None of these guys, I think, really are going to be anything in the NFL. But there is one guy that is really intriguing to me, and I have not seen anybody talk about him. So I'm going to talk about him today uh, because he's caught my eye on some of the tape that I've watched on him. And then the stats that he's shown has really been interesting to me. And that's Marcus. Let me guess. Oh go, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, who are you gonna say?
0: Uh, I was gonna guess Taylor Cornelius.
1: No, I don't even know who that is actually. So I don't. I have no idea. No, uh, Marcus McCarrion out of Fresno State. Um, he's I think. I actually really like him. I think that he could actually jump up into that Tier 2 for me. Um, again, I'll just go over some of his stats here. So his adjusted completion percentage last year, 78.2%, which was third in the country against pre, against the pre, uh, up, up the middle pressure. My goodness, sorry. 67.9%, which was number four, against the Blitz, 72.6%, which was number 10 in the country. And then where he struggled and his biggest issue is throwing the deep ball, uh, which was just 39%, which was 34th in the country. I, I really liked what I've seen out of him so far. He looks to be a decent quarterback. He's 6'2, 203, so he's not, you know, not overly big for his height. You would imagine you would hope that he'd weigh a little bit more. Um, but I I just i really kind of liked what I've seen out of him so far. I don't have any like times on him or anything like that because I haven't seen anything about him if he had a pro day or anything like that. I Like I said, I just, in all honesty, got turned on to him last week and started watching some of his uh, tape on him, but I, I really like what he's done rushing the ball, his completion percentage. I think he is very accurate. Uh, you know, 68%, 62%, 62% over his past couple years. Um, he's a player that I really like, and you're not playing against the best competition playing at Fresno State, but he's Someone uh, is a little bit of an outside sleeper for me, just like Tyree Jackson. Someone I think could jump up into that second tier and surprise a lot of people. Who was your number seven?
0: Uh, number seven for me again oh, was Jared Stidham. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, we're all uh, number
1: eight, uh, so you're number eight.
0: Number eight, uh, Clayton Thorson out of Northwestern. Okay. Uh, he kind of he struggles a little bit with his accuracy. So he's about a 60% completion guy, mm-hmm. which is going to put him there as, in, in, as a career backup. Uh, doesn't look like he hits uh, a lot of long passes. So he he is uh, really in that uh, uh, Matt Barkley, uh, Colt McCoy range. Uh, he has good size, 6'4", 225, and he's a four-year starter. So he's got a lot. He He's one of those guys that can come in. Step into that backup role, be the number three for a year, then take over as the number two and and be there uh, for a long career as a solid backup. You know, again, this is a, a very underwhelming quarterback class. Uh, once you get past the first couple three players, yeah, and uh, he he's a, he's a guy with with good size, uh, good head on his shoulders, is able to. Uh, uh, read the field pretty well. And and I think that, you know, coming in at number eight, you know, you're you're talking about a a day three pick. Once you get past probably the first five quarterbacks, you know, nobody's going until day three. And, uh, you know, he can slide in there. He's going to come in. He's going to compete, play hard, be a good team guy, and, uh, you know, do his best to not lose you a game if you have to start him.
1: All right, so for me, my number eight is Gardner Minshew from Washington State. Um, I really like what I saw out of him this one year. He's, he's obviously started out, for those of you who don't know, in East Carolina where he didn't look to be that good, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, 58% completion uh, in 2016 for 1,300 yards and just eight touchdowns, and he took a, a little bit of a step forward his junior year um, where he had a 57% completion for 2,100 yards, 16 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. But then coming over and working with Mike Leach over uh, in Washington State, he took a huge leap forward this last year, which is what put him on a lot of people's radar. 70.7% completion rating, 47, uh, 4,700 yards with 38 touchdowns and nine interceptions. That's what turned him on to a lot of people this year. Again, his, his, uh, all of his completion ratings and everything after coming here were just amazing. Adjusted completion percentage, 80.9%. That was number one in the country last year. Against Pressure, 68.8, which was number two in the country. And then against the Blitz, 77.4, which was number one. And holy crap, we just had some NFL news drop, which is not very good. I will, we'll discuss that at the end of the quarterbacks here. And then Deep Pass adjusted completion rating was 53.3%, which was number six. So he finished top five in almost everything except for the Deep Pass completion. Obviously, we're at number six just right outside of... I just worried that it was just a one year thing. That's that's my biggest worry with Minshew, obviously. He I think he is someone who could prove everybody wrong. Uh, I do know that there are some analysts that are very high on him. I'm not, obviously, having him at number eight in this class behind guys like Tyree Jackson and and Marcus McCarrion. Uh, But I I do like what I've seen out of him. Just the one-year sample size worries me a little bit, especially being in the air raid offense in the Pac-12 as well, which is known for not having any – or no, yeah, Pac-12. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of uh, a completely different thing. He's in the Pac-12, which, again, though, still not a lot of great defenses that he played this last year, so I was – Completely thinking of the wrong thing there, guys. I was thinking of the Big 12, which has no defense. Uh, The Pac-12, which he does still play some decent teams, but nobody. uh, He didn't play any really good defenses, so I'm interested to see what happens when he plays elite talent in the NFL, but he's definitely someone to watch. Who is your number nine?
0: Uh, My number nine uh, is Ryan Finley out of North Carolina State, 6'4", 213. I think I had him in my top five when we did our early uh, rankings a couple months ago. And uh, you know, the more I looked at it, yes, high high completion percentage, but he's a he's a career backup guy. He might you know grow into a Matt Schaub kind of starter, but that that I think would be the best you could hope for. Um, you know, he's going to come in. He's going to work hard. Uh, he could stand to you know eat a couple biscuits at two hundred thirteen pounds. Um, but, you know, uh, this this class has an awful lot of uh, players that, that just are really missing something. You know, and, yeah. and he, a short passing guy, uh, 11 interceptions to 25 touchdowns uh, in the ACC as a senior. So, yeah, he's completed 67% of his passes, but he didn't do a whole heck of a lot with them.
1: Yeah. Well, he is my number nine as well, um, and I, I pretty much agree with everything you just said there. So, just to give you guys again more of the the uh, the in depth stats there, adjusted completion percentage was seventy four point six, which was number ten in the country against pressure. which was 23 uh, and then against the Blitz 72.5 which was number 11 and the deep pass 49.3 which was number 11 as well. Um, A lot of people had him very high early on in the season. It wasn't just you. There were a lot of people who had him I think like top 3 going into the year. Of course a lot of that too though was not a lot of people knew for sure if Dwayne Haskins was going to come out. You know actually back then week 8 a lot of people had Justin Herbert as their number 1 because everybody thought he was going to come out. He didn't. Haskins did which I think kind of moved him up to the the number one uh, on everybody's board, uh, Ryan Finley, I think is, and I'm pretty sure is what you were just saying. I just think he's a career backup. I don't see him ever really being a an actual NFL starter. I think he's someone that can come in and win you a couple games here if your your starter's hurt or be at least a serviceable backup. But I don't see him being an NFL starter um, in you know the NFL. I don't see him doing really much for anything fantasy wise. Who is your number ten?
0: Uh, my number ten's Brett Ripon out of Boise State. You know, again, he kind of falls into that same uh, same st- stack here as everybody else. Uh, decent college player, decent accuracy, but nothing special. Averaged uh, almost eight point nine air yards per attempt. Uh, he did do more with the ball than Finley did, so I might want to rethink uh, <laughs> uh, stack uh, their order. He completed thirty touchdowns, so only seven interceptions. Um, so you know there is that opportunity there. You know he's just a guy that's going to go somewhere on day three and complete, compete, end up on a practice squad probably, work his way up to that number three and over. You know he brings a little bit uh, of the intangible of uh, being Brett Rippon's, or excuse me, uh, was it Brett Brett yeah, Rippin yeah, that Brett played Rippen. for uh, that? Who played? Which Rippin played for the Redskins quarterback? Was that Brett Rippin?
1: Oh, you know what? I honestly have no idea. Yeah. I or Mark Mark Rippin. Mark. It was Mark Rippin. Okay.
0: So he's the nephew of Mark Rippin. So he's yeah. been around uh, the NFL experience. Um, so he comes into the league with a little bit of the intangible that uh, some of the other guys might not have. So, but talent wise, uh, he's he's a career backup.
1: All right, and well, we agree again on that. That he is my number ten as well. Um, and I agree with everything you just said. I, I do think he's a career backup as well. 74.9% adjusted completion percentage, at number, which was number 9 in the country. 594 uh, against pressure, which was number 18. 74% against a blitz, which was actually number 8. And his deep pass was 48.8, which was number 12. Um, I, I'm right there with you on pretty much everything you said on him. I like him, but I do think he's just a career backup. Um, I can see him, obviously, I actually agree with you. I can see him being better than Finley, who we, we seem to both have Finley above him um, but I don't know if he's going to be much better than him Um, before we close out I want to ask you just two questions real quick on the the QBs and then I don't know if you just saw the NFL news so I'll let you know what it is and then you I just want to get your opinion really quick since you are a Lions fan Um, since obviously you talked about how you thought your top five um, in Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, Will Greer, Drew Locke and um, Daniel Jones were all kind of like the guys that you saw were NFL players. who could all be at least serviceable NFL quarterbacks. If there's one guy out of your bottom five that you wouldn't be surprised would jump up and be an NFL starter, who would it be?
0: Probably, you know, looking at him, boy, I, I guess Finley. Okay. You know, I, I feel. Just feel, you know. As a guy who's on team big wide receiver, maybe it's because he's six four and everybody else is six one. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a crapshoot. I could yeah. Know, R- is somebody I could see maybe come in and do, uh, you know, win a job eventually. You know, there's there's definitely the potential. You know, someone like Easton Stick, yeah, could come in and, you know, Jeff Garcia went up to Canada, came back down to the NFL. Was a good quarterback for a while. Easton Stick has a has some of that kind of game to him. Uh, very mobile, good runner, and quick. Um, played in a pro style offense at North Dakota State. So you know, I I had Minshew at at 12 and Stick at 11 in my rankings. Gotcha. So.
1: Okay, well, for me, mine would be Minshew. Uh, like I talked about, the biggest thing that worries me is obviously just a one year of great production. Um, but if that is something that translate more more to the NFL, I do think that uh, Mike Leach runs a somewhat pro-style offense. He does like the air raid offense, which a lot of NFL teams are going toward. So if they're able to kind of use that to Minshew's advantage, I do think that he has a chance to jump up there. And then out of your my next question, um, out of those top five, who do you think has the best chance to disappoint and not be an NFL starting quarterback?
0: So is the question, who do I think will not win an NFL job yeah, over like, the next so, two to three years?
1: Not even the next two or three years. Like who's someone that, um, you know, out of your top five, who is the one that you could see completely just busting? Um, who's the one guy that you have zero? I wouldn't say zero faith in, but based on everything you've seen, you would not be surprised if they end up being an NFL bust.
0: Kyler Murray to me has the biggest bust potential.
1: Okay,
0: he's gonna, you know, if he gets drafted by Arizona, he's he's gonna be gifted the starting job, and he's gonna get a couple years, and and at the one point oh one draft capital, he's gonna get at least three years to make something happen. But, uh, again, I'm going to stick to my reason for him being number two behind Haskins is he has the potential to do it, but he also has the biggest bust potential. Of of those five guys, Haskins, Murray, Greer, Locke, and Jones, Murray has the broadest range of outcomes of any of them. He could be really, really good, or he could just be really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And, And... You know, I don't know that, you know, he he could end up being the next Seneca Wallace, too, though, which who played 10 years in the NFL career backup made some starts. Uh, You know, he he could be could be that guy, too. So um, but I think uh, of the ones that, that could bust, I think he could be the biggest bust
1: okay for me um I'm again I'm very very well known for this I might as well keep doing talking out of both sides of my mouth thinking it's gonna be Tyree Jackson um I think obviously um, we're I think I feel like Tyree Jackson and Kyler Murray are, are the opposite ends for both of us. I'm the one who really believes in Kyler Murray uh, and Tyree Jackson, and, and you're on the opposite side of both of those. Um, I do think, though, that Tyree Jackson has a chance to do everything what you just said for Kyler Murray. I think, obviously, if he's not able to really come out there and improve his accuracy and everything, he's he's not going to be able to, even if he wins an NFL starting job, he's not going to be able to stay in the NFL if you can't hit your your wide receivers or your running backs out of the backfield tight end. So he's the one, I think, that has the biggest bust potential in my top quarterbacks all right so if if i had
0: him in my top quarterbacks that's who i would have picked right he doesn't even make that category for me
1: yeah that's what i figured um so the, the news that just broke while we were recording is the Detroit Lions have signed C.J. Anderson to a one-year deal. I think that is uh, bad news for On Johnson, actually. it looked uh, Although there has been talks, obviously, that they don't view him as a bell cow over the past couple weeks, uh, bringing in C.J. Anderson I think really hurts his value. Um, that'll be something we can worry about at a later date talking fantasy-wise. I just wanted to get your opinion, again, because you are a big Detroit Lions fan. Uh, your thoughts on the signing before we sign off here?
0: There's a reason that Isaiah Crowell got signed before CJ Anderson. And I will just go on record as saying he'll get more touches in Detroit than he did in Carolina. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it has an it's going to have a negligible effect on on Kerryon Johnson. Okay. Is Carryon I don't think Carryon was ever in line to get 300 carries. He's going to get the 225 250 Maybe 275 touches, including pass receptions, that he was always going to get. Mm-hmm. CJ Anderson is going to be a backup there. Uh, Carryon, Carryon gets dinged up. He he runs hard. He's not afraid of contact. And so having somebody that could step in, like CJ Anderson, makes sense. I, I suppose if I if I had if I have to set uh, Carryon Johnson down for a game because he's dinged up would I rather start Zach Zenner or C.J. Anderson? I think I'd rather start C.J. Anderson.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that.
0: You know, if I need one yard, would I rather put in C.J. Anderson or carry-on Johnson? I want carry-on Johnson. Right. And if I need 15 yards, would I rather have C.J. Anderson or carry-on Johnson? I want carry-on Johnson. So uh, I'm going to go look at my leagues and see who has carry-on Johnson and see if I can pick him up.
1: Yeah, not not a bad move at all. All right, before we cut out of here, Dennis, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and if you have any articles coming up.
0: Well, I am at culture underscore coach on Twitter. Uh, Tend to spend a little more time on there than I probably should. Just had an article come out about some ideal landing spots for uh, some rookie running backs. Be following that up with ideal landing spots for wide receivers. And uh, that'll be posted on DynastyNerds.com, where uh, where you can find my writings. Uh, I did partake in a uh, in in process right now of a uh, first round NFL draft with the guys at the Fantasy Life app, um, and that will be coming out here. Uh, we've got I think uh, eight or ten more picks in the first round to go, so that'll be coming out. I'll be putting my blurbs in. I picked for the Lions and the Texans and uh, the Redskins and. Uh, one other team that i don't remember off the top of my head okay so i'm there go out rate review subscribe uh we could use the love
1: yeah i agree and uh, we'll be doing some more contests and everything uh, like we have been uh just trying to get some new stuff there's some stuff going on that we're getting situated with the network and everything so once all that gets squared away we will go back to doing our contests and everything might even do some nfl draft stuff and uh might have some interesting fantasy league info to possibly talk about here coming up soon as well. Uh, so looking forward. Not yet. I'm, no, I'm not. Just, secret. Just a the teaser. Secret. Just a teaser. Nothing. We're not going to give anything <laughs> away. Just a teaser. Uh, But, uh, you know, just keep tuning back in, guys, and like I said uh, in the intro, we're going to be talking nothing but 2019 prospects leading into the draft. We're looking forward to getting some more people in here as well to do some mock drafts and everything coming up. Uh, So if you guys are looking for your draft content, we have got it now. We are moving forward with that, and it's going to be exciting. I mean, can't wait to keep talking about it. Dennis, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about quarterbacks and look forward to talking to you about running backs in just a couple days. Right on. Prepare for glory! I want up, know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got
0: your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for
1: an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with lead. Die, lead. they tackle him in the corner? Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. I can.